I had some things going on where I felt really bad. And without faith, I wouldn't have got off the floor. You know, we all need somebody to talk to. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Are you the type of person who won't ask for help until you get to a place where you absolutely have to? Are you someone who thinks you can handle things on your own and that asking for help is a sign of weakness? Paul from the Bible is a famous example of someone who tried to carry the weight of his mistakes and misfortunes on his own. It took Jesus' words, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, for Paul to realize that he could, quote, gladly boast about my infirmities so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Jesus is there to listen when you need help, and he doesn't despise our weakness. He demonstrates his strength in us through it. Our guests today are open about how they lean on God for their help and hope. Bubba Watson is a PGA golfer who has won multiple major championships, who, even while at the top of his career, reached a low point where he wasn't sure he could lift himself out of his depressed mental state. Jimmy Houston is a legendary fisherman who hosts the popular TV show, Jimmy Houston Outdoors. When Jimmy found himself at a low point over the years, he testifies that God was always able to pick him up and take him to that next step to where he needed to be. Let's start with Bubba's story. I am Bubba Watson. I am a professional golfer that has a candy shop and a baseball team and a car dealership. And so there's a, a few things that I like to do, but um, the kids around here in Pensacola, Florida know me as the, the guy with the ice cream shop. In my household, my family, I, we, we were all about sports. My dad always loved sports, was a big Yankees fan. So he made me watch the Yankees and Don Mattingly was my favorite player growing up. I rode my bike everywhere. Um, there was a uh, baseball, softball field. And so I would go down there and play baseball with my friends, play baseball with my dad. So it was all about sports and we were outside. My dad wouldn't let me have video games. So we were outside, we were always doing something outdoors. And then I started playing um, golf around my yard at age six, plastic golf balls. And so I went one way around my yard and went back the other way and made, in my, in my head I had a, imaginary golf holes. So I learned to play golf, hitting balls over the bushes, under the bushes, and just learned to shape the golf ball that way. And that's where I developed my golf skills. Golf was one of my passions because it was only me. It was, the challenge was on me. The, uh, the failure was on me instead of somebody else. And I could deal with that, or I thought I could deal with that. That's why I picked golf is because it's all me. The penalties are the same. It's not balls and strikes or foul or not a foul. So I just love that part about golf and, and it's always changing. And as a young high schooler, you always thought you could get better. You take the positives and run with it, but you're always trying to get better. If you get too positive, you think you don't need help. And if you get too negative, you think that you can't get help. So there's always that balance we're trying to find. Sports and, and, and addressing mental health and helping mental health, I think it, it opens the door of people are listening now and, and we're just scratching the surface. We've seen more and more people come out, athletes, celebrities, but I think really we're just scratching the surface of, of the true, I'd say the kind of heroes in our world. I think athletes are just bringing it to the forefront where I think where we're gonna get more deeper into it, the science behind it, or, or if there is some science that can help us all. I felt like um, when I was at my lowest point and I was losing weight, I was eating, my blood work showed I was good, my heart was good, my lungs were good, all these things. But without voicing it, without sharing it with my wife or with, with a friend, it's just gonna keep eating me inside. I had to go to my wife and look her dead in her eyes and say, 
what's wrong with me? You know, I, I'm dealing with something in my head that I don't tell people. I don't, I can't, I don't like being famous. I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So I had to, I had to voice these things. And then we had to work through it. And um, without faith, I, I wouldn't have got off the floor. I would have just sat there and pouted and, and kept just um, complaining about things. And so today, the last couple of years after my lowest point, what I consider my lowest point, um, I'm learning and I'm, and I'm trying to learn. I've always said the Bible is the beautiful outline for life. I'm trying to walk the, walk the, the outline of the Bible, I'm trying to be as much as like Jesus as I can. Uh, I found a great group of friends, my beautiful wife of 17 years now, her leadership in, in helping me and putting her arms around me and telling her that it's gonna be okay. Um, the team next to me that helped me everyday life, they, without them and I can voice my, my thoughts, my negativities, my positives. So uh, I'm gonna let y'all in on a secret. Um, one of the things that I, I, I don't know if you call it a practice, but one of my routines, I'll say a routine in learning, trying to grow my spiritual faith or my faith. Um, every morning we wake up and my mind's always racing. And so I turn on a hairdryer and I put the hairdryer down on the floor. I'm just telling y'all, I'm not going to hide any secrets from y'all. So I put my hairdryer down on the floor. It blows onto my feet. And this is right after I take a shower. So I'm sitting there, clothes on. And, um, and so I'm blowing this on my feet. But the hairdryer noise, it drowns out a lot of my thoughts in my head. And so now I read. And now I read. I get into the Word or I get into a book I'm reading. Jesus calling, it speaks to me on many levels just because of, of what it is and what it's, the guidance that it's given us, right? The guidance that's given not just me, but everybody. There, there's so many great things. I mean, you can't even list them all, right? But um, every devotion has something. You know, it's just, it's easy. Sometimes you, you need it to be easy. It needs to be easy, accessible um, for those moments. There's so much information out there. There's so many different avenues and it, and it helps all walks of life, uh, whatever moment you're in. There's something for you in that. And so that's one of my routines. But yeah, that one's pretty, it's pretty funny when you think about it. A hairdryer falling on my feet and it helps drown out thoughts so I can truly focus on what I'm reading and what I'm, I'm trying to learn that day or, or trying to get a, you know, a little tidbit to carry me through the day. I would share with somebody that was struggling uh, with different things. I would share that you have to voice it. You have to find people that you truly trust. There's gonna be one, two, like I said, one, one to five people that you can truly trust and share with, and they don't, they don't blink an eye. They're there to hug you, they're there to give you a high five, they're there to, to, to applaud you for speaking up. What I went through, it's past, and it might pop up again, but now with my team around me or the people I trust, they can catch it or we can catch it together before it happens again. It was my darkest hours where it really just, all those seeds planted came to make this flower, and the flower's still growing, I'm still learning. You can find Bubba's book, Up and Down, wherever books are sold. Stay tuned to Jimmy Houston's story after a brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul. It's a trek that demands to be celebrated, lauded, and embraced in its entirety. Celebrate the moms in your life this Mother's Day with two beautiful gift books, Jesus Calling for Moms by Sarah Young and Grace for the Moment for Moms by Max Licato. 
These heartfelt devotionals will remind the moms in your life just how special they are. Jesus Calling for Moms and Grace for the Moment for Moms are available now where all books are sold. During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for our special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com. Our next guest is legendary fisherman Jimmy Houston, who grew up on the waters of Lake Tenkiller in Oklahoma, where his love for fishing grew and blossomed into a full-time career, including television shows on major networks, countless tournaments, and now a daily devotional called Catch a Better Life. Jimmy shares a bit about his love for the outdoors and fishing and how God has always been faithful to help him climb that mountain toward a better life. My name is Jimmy Houston, and uh, I live on a ranch in southern Oklahoma, and, and I basically have simply fished all my life. We have a television show that it was on ESPN for over 20 years, so what we're good at mostly is having fun, having a great time. I grew up actually in the suburbs of Oklahoma City. Between my junior year in high school and my senior year, my dad bought a resort on Lake Tenkiller, which is uh, about a couple hundred miles away from Oklahoma City, and, and I moved to the lake, and obviously that changed my life. Living on a lake allows you to do all the things that you do on a lake, water skiing, skin diving, obviously fishing, and uh, from that, Fishing, and I fished all my life. I don't remember when I started fishing. I don't remember the first fish I caught. Certainly don't remember the first bass I caught. I was probably two or three years old or something. I don't know. But living on a lake allowed me to fish a lot. And uh, all the way through college, I fished probably 200 days a year when I was in college. So uh, probably spent way more time on the water than I did in class. And that shaped what we have ended up doing for a living all of our life is uh, fishing and things built around fishing. Fishing tournaments, I was there when tournaments first started. So uh, I was there fishing tournaments before there was a BASS or an FLW or a Major League Fishing or any of that. When I was uh, in college, they had what they called a World Series of Sports Fishing Tournament, which was the greatest fisherman in the country at that time was on the lake that I lived on, Lake Tenkiller, and those great fishermen all stayed at my dad's resort. And uh, they actually hired me to guard their boats at night, to watch their boats at night. But those guys were practicing on Lake Tenkiller, and they invited me to go fishing with them during practice. At the time, I, I was just honored to, to get to go fish with them, and, but they invited me to go fishing with them because I lived there. I knew all the good places, and they were trying to find out where the good places were. But those early days of being able to fish with the greatest bass fishermen in the nation was obviously not only a great learning school tool and knowledge for me, but I saw what it took to be great. I saw what it took to be the very best fisherman in the nation. Those early things shaped what actually ended up being a, a career in, in the BASS and, and, and FLW and, and fishing the tournaments that we have nowadays. 
becoming a pro fisherman was really not a decision that I had to make at all because there, you know, when I started fishing tournaments, there was no such animal as a professional tournament fisherman or a professional fisherman period. When I got out of college, uh, I started an insurance agency and, uh, and I, I turned down some good jobs with some bigger companies like Phillips 66 there in Oklahoma. And, and I turned down those jobs and started an insurance agency because I didn't want to leave Lake Tenkiller. During all of that though, we were fishing tournaments. And we were fishing local tournaments, uh, fish maybe one national tournament a year and that was all. And, uh, but we were beginning to acquire some notoriety from our fishing wins and stuff and beginning to start to work in that industry also. And uh, I took a job with a company as part-time uh, selling boats. We were winning money fishing tournaments. We are going out and doing personal appearances, making money there. And as it turned out, we were, I was spending more of my time fishing. My wife was spending more of her time running the insurance agency. And we were insuring people's businesses and doing things that had a lot of stress involved in it. And, uh, Kind of got to the point where I could see the stress wearing on her of running that insurance agency. I talked to her about, why don't we sell this agency? Why don't we sell it and just make our living fishing? And so that's how I really got involved fully in fishing. And, and once we sold that, I could see that stress lift off of her in, in a big, big way. And, um, and we started then making our living fishing and um, wasn't long after that, we, I think it was 1977 or 78, we started the television show and, you know, God was just kind of carrying us along during all of that and, and we never planned on all of any of that happening as it happened, but uh, here we are 45 years later in television, fished national tournaments for 54 years and, and we've uh, been at the top of the mountain a lot of times during that. Some of those times we were dead broke. So yeah, God's had a big hand in all of it throughout the way. We, we were being led in the correct direction all the time. And when we stumbled and fell, when we hit those broken roads, when we got in those valleys, God was always able to pick us up and take us to that next step, whatever that next step might be, because of being saved at 12 years old. And you don't really fully understand or realize that as you walk through your life. But as you look back on it, you just, can't hardly say anything, but wow. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Anytime you're breathing, you've got God all around you. So it doesn't matter whether you're fishing or hunting. And, and that's obviously, you can see God's creation. You can relate to life. You can relate to death. I mean, it's hard to be a hunter or a fisherman and not acknowledge God all around you. It's difficult to do that. If you're a tournament fisherman, uh, whether you're a believer or not, whether you go to church or not, whether you've ever professed Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you're in a tournament, you're gonna be asking God for some fish. <laughs> I mean, you will be praying for fish out there when, when you're doing that. As you go through your life out there, you begin to see things that you didn't think were God things. And when you look back and you have a similar circumstance happen, and God will remind you through His Spirit how He will take care of that. And then He will also remind you, do you remember when? Do you remember five years ago, 10 years ago, 50 years ago? Do you remember when that same circumstance come back? Do you remember how I handled it? I'll handle it again. And it gives you a peace and a joy 
that that can be nothing else but God operating in your life. I know that God loves fishermen. And I know that Jesus Christ himself, when he picked his closest disciples, the guy he was gonna hang around with for the last two or three years of his life. These are the guys that I am gonna build my church upon. These are guys that, that, and he picked, most of them were fishermen. That's the guys he picked. So, so he's got a real love for fishermen. I know that without a doubt. And he, he actually told them that when he picked them out, that you spent your lifetime fishing for fish. These guys who fish were living, they were professional fishermen. They wasn't doing it with a rod and reel, they was doing it with a net. And I have actually fished on Lake Genesaret, the Sea of Galilee, Freshwater Lake. I've actually fished right where Peter threw that net and caught fish. I've actually fished where Jesus stood on that shore and talked without a sound system and TVs and a microphone, talked to thousands of people, his closest buddies that he was gonna build his kingdom on. When he told them, you leave this, you've been fishing for fish. I'm gonna show you how, teach you how to fish for men. I think that's where fishing is so closely involved. And people ask me all the time on social media, Jimmy, do you think there's fishing in heaven? Absolutely. <laughs> and it'll be pretty good fishing too, I believe. I think we'll have some good high dollar lures to throw and uh, we'll have all we want. We won't have to go to Bass Pro Shop and buy them. <laughs>
If you'd like to hear more stories about leaning on God when we're at a low point in our lives, check out our interview with Ryan Casey Waller. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we hear from Mark Wahlberg, a top actor in Hollywood. Through every facet of his fame as an actor, rapper, producer, or business owner, he credits his faith for keeping his path straight and also relies on a faithful community to be there for him when things get tough. Since I was a a teenager, you know, I had gotten into some trouble, and the only place to turn was to the Lord. There was really nobody else there. And then once I did that, all these wonderful people started popping up who were also uh, influenced by the Lord and messengers and people who were serving in various ways and then all came and touched me. And so when I started focusing my faith, good things started to happen. Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com Jesus Calling Book on Facebook and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.